Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me today from her very own home is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Lil, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good being self-quarantined and stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I know that's uh, not really where you'd prefer to be. No. You're I'm... a very, very social um, want to yeah. be out. I get it. I know this is hard. It's hard for all of us, right? It is hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear your voice and uh, glad to know <laughs> that you're doing okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy time. I don't know what else to say except for it's just a crazy <laughs> time. But I'm glad that we can connect and, and uh, put on this show. Uh, the name of the show, as you know, Little, is The Active Life. Mm -hmm. We try to share a variety of different things about trying to stay active. And I think when it comes to personal fitness, uh, there's a number of just reoccurring burning questions that are always out there that are uh, hard to find answers for. For example, how often are you supposed to work out and for how long should you exercise? Uh, one that I always wonder for myself is what should you eat before you work out and after you're finished? Is there a, you know, is there a right combination yeah. of protein versus carbs uh, do you need to lift weights or do you just go cardio uh, <laughs> and then you know what time of day is the best time is it mornings is it afternoons is it after you get off from work and uh, have some time in the evenings so I found an article on thehealthy.com it didn't answer all of those questions but it did focus in Lil on uh, the when so I want to talk just a little oh, bit. Oh, good. Okay, that's okay. Good. Because it's a so, crapshoot at my house. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it is for a lot of us, especially, especially. Right now. now right? <laughs> especially now. When does but, the dog want to go for a walk? <laughs> there you go. That's when the exercise happens, right? And mm -hmm. he or she wants to always go for a walk. So. Right. <laughs> so uh, in, in this article, Dr. Wendy Suzuki, she is the author of Healthy Brain, Happy Life. And she's also a professor at the Center for Neuroscience at New York University, she says morning exercise may have brain-boosting powers, and that's because neurotransmitters and growth factors are highest in the morning time. So she says morning's the time to do it, and she's not the only one. There's several uh, research um, you know, uh, um, studies that they've done that back up what Dr. Suzuki says. Uh, one recent study published in the British Medical Journal found that older adults who exercised in the morning had better brain function, and that included making better decisions or the ability to make better decisions and heightened short-term memory. So oh. those are the benefits there to working out in the morning. Uh, researchers who published their findings in the journal Healthy Psychology uh, also confirmed that mornings might be the best time. They revealed that planning to pursue a healthy habit like working out in the morning time is more likely to stick than one that's performed in the evening, but that's not all. Uh, a third study published in the Journal of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise found that morning workouts suppressed appetite and then consequently led to greater weight loss. So, something that to consider. is my trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now you, you are probably not saying this, but there might be some that are listening that are saying, well, yeah, that's all well and good for the morning people of the world, but I just don't get up out of bed, right? Right. So I wanted to share one or two quick ideas 
on how maybe you can make your, maybe not make yourself a morning person, but ease into that transition of getting up in the morning and getting your day started with a workout. Just two quick ideas I wanted to share. Okay. One of the main reasons that we don't just jump out of bed is because we're probably not getting the enough, the right amount of sleep or the right quality of sleep. Is that fair, Lil? Absolutely, it's fair. <laughs> so with that in mind, what we need to do is create a sleep-supportive environment. In other words, we need to keep our bedroom quiet and dark. We want to have it a little bit on the cool side. We want to get rid of, and this is the important thing, we want to get rid of the electronic devices. Television, cell phones, laptops, the e-readers, the Kindles, all those things, we want to get rid of them for at least one hour before we turn the lights out. And finally, we just need to go to bed earlier, right? <laughs> I, I know it's hard to do, but we just need to go to bed earlier. No? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if your goal is to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, then you need to be in bed by 11 o'clock, at least maybe even earlier. So anyway, sleep supportive environment. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. The last okay. thing I want to touch on is that you need to expose your eyes to bright morning sunlight. First thing when you wake up. So if you have to crawl out of bed, stay in your pajamas, if you need to throw on a robe, <laughs> go out and sit in your yard and drink your morning beverage, whatever that may be, uh, and get some sunlight on your skin, in your eyes, on your brain, then get yourself dressed, go for a walk, put on your gym clothes, do your workout, whatever that is. Um, but sunlight is a big thing on helping you get going in the morning. And frankly, Lil, if that doesn't work, then don't sweat it. Like it's, it's the most important thing is consistency. I'm a big believer in something is better than nothing. And a little bit more is a little bit better than a little bit less. So go when you can and do what you can do, but consistency is the key, right? Absolutely, and you know, I think with our quarantine life right now, I do go later in the day, but when I actually have to be to work at eight or nine, um, <laughs> I do get up and exercise in the morning, so. <laughs> hey, science says there are some health benefits to that. See, so yeah. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. Lil, today's Great. guest is joining us from Woodbury, Minnesota. Rachel Prairie is the global manager of exercise programming for self-esteem brands, specifically Anytime Fitness, which just happens to be the largest fitness franchise in the entire world. Wow. Rachel's job is to design programs for Anytime Fitness trainers so they can help their clients and members from all around the planet. She is a certified functional aging specialist as well as a pain-free performance specialist. She's a master kettlebell coach. Uh, TRX training for seniors and adaptive leadership as well. She's got a lot of good stuff going on. Rachel, thank you for wow. joining us today. Yes, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. I just sounded so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. So, Rachel, that's a lot of stuff, and we're just not going to have time to cover everything. But there's a couple things I wanted to jump into with you. Uh, specifically starting right off with, what do you think about the best time to work out? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, so I'm with Lil. I am not a morning person. I never have. I never will be. You can talk to my parents about dragging me out, <laughs> getting me on the bus. Like, it's always been miserable. 
But I have seen and heard a lot of really good things recently about how you start your day can set you up for the rest of the day, physically, mentally, emotionally, right? So I think there is something to that. I liked the little sunshine tip. I think that would be helpful for me because that's kind of where I feel like I draw my energy from anyway. So maybe that's the thing that I've been missing. It could be. It could be. Or it could just be that it's not for you and you just get out there and do your thing when it works for you. Like like I said, I I mean, it's just an idea that uh, is worth throwing out there. But to me, consistency is the real thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I know. I like that. Um, cause I've heard too, when you have, when you wake up, your head is the most clear. And so that's when, if you have ideas or that's where you can be really like, um, innovative or creative. I, I think, I think that probably is true for a lot of people because your day hasn't been interrupted with a million things (laughs) quite yet. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that makes sense to me. I can get that. that. That makes sense. So, so Rachel, I want to talk to you about functional aging specialist. What, what is that? And uh, what can we learn from your area of study, your area of expertise there? Yes. Yeah, so it's a, um, a certification program through the Functional Aging Institute, which um, Anytime Fitness is actually partnered with too. And it really deep dives into what it means to train a very diverse active aging population. Um, Because as a trainer, one of the reasons I love being a trainer is because every single person I come across is different and there's new issues to work through, new things to uncover. But especially with um, 55 plus people, it is extremely diverse. It's everything to fully fit, to um, um, wanting to be fit, but we need to do the work in order to get you there. It's for me, like the more diverse and um, the more interesting the client it is, right? Because there's so many things that you get to uncover and learn and progress and work towards. So a lot of it is really not just how do I physically train this person, but how do we, how do I understand this demographic? Because especially for a lot of trainers, they're, they're new and young, and this is, a, it might be a little intimidating for them too. So a lot of it was actually understanding um, the population and then how to get them to where they want to be. Awesome. And I, I think, uh, you know, you really hit on something important there, just in our overall approach to life. And that is that there's something about diversity and different things and new and exciting challenges that keep it exciting. I, we hear this phrase a lot, this functional aging and functional strength. What, how is that different than just regular strength? Like, what are we talking about when we say functional strength or functional aging? Yeah, it's such a trainer buzzword. And I talk to my coaches about that all the time, that when we're speaking to people, like we got to speak their language. And really, our programs at any time are designed to make you fully fit in the gym, a high performer in the gym, but also outside of the gym. So not just how, you know, how many squats can I do in 30 seconds, but man, I'm moving up the stairs without pain or feeling winded, or I'm able to get in and out of my car um, safely and not feel like, you know, I'm, I'm wobbly. So it's, a, it's training in a way that um, makes you fit for your everyday life, which is really what we want long term. We're looking at longevity. It's super important, um, not just what we do in the gym, but 
how we how we show up for our, our own lives out in the world. I like that, and uh, and that's good for me to understand because, like you said, it, it is a little bit of a buzzword, and you hear it kind of thrown around out there. But uh, to me, what you're saying is it it basically just means that you want to live your best life, and we're gonna teach you the exercises and the movements that you need to do, uh, whether they're physical exercises or, or mental, whatever it is. So you can do the things that you want to do. You can go shopping and pick up your grocery bags. You can, you know, grab your grandkids and carry them on your hip. And you can go hiking in the, in the morning with the, with the, you know, after a, a, a good coffee or whatever it is. I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah, the, the pillars of our, our physical function, like I said, this, the population is so diverse. So it's not just looking at one piece. We incorporate um, cardio, balance, mobility, cognitive work, muscle, um, strength, speed, endurance, coordination. Like there's so many things that go into a really effective functional program. Yeah, it sounds like you're definitely covering all the bases there for sure. Right. So when you approach this from a, a functional standpoint, um, which I think for a lot of people in the senior demographic is going to feel a little bit different because most of us grew up on deadlift, bench press, squats. Those are what we did when we played sports. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if you performed a, a specific sport, maybe you know kind of some workouts there. But what is this going to look like to somebody who – you know, maybe was a swimmer in high school, but hasn't done much since and is looking to get back into it. Or, or maybe even more, um, you know, a, an ex-football player who's, you know, kind of got a bum knee from that one play their senior year and is overweight and just never got back into fitness, but wants to now because their doctor says, hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get back into it. Like, how, how does that look to somebody who's maybe used to just doing three lifts and maybe some wind sprints versus a, a real functional approach? Well, we always, at any time, we start everyone with um, a consultation because we want to sit, get, uh, get to know you and your goals. And really, we need to see how you move, um, if there's pain, how we can help you move better. And then just start gathering all the information that we can to narrow the scope on what um, program works best for you. And what's interesting is that all those exercises, the deadlift, everything that you that you mentioned, um, humans we're not super fancy. <laughs> we only <laughs> we only move in so many movement patterns. So it might be what type of movements, what type of tool. Um, works best for you. Maybe you have knee pain because you have a tight hip and that's something that we can look at and address before we ask you to lift weight. So it's really um, holistic in our approach. We can't um, have you hop into a program without really getting to know who you are and seeing like where we're at and where you want to be. And a lot of that is just moving really well through full range of motion, um, without pain, and then back to that performance in, in and outside of the gym. Awesome. Now, now Rachel, you're obviously coming from uh, an anytime fitness environment, and as, as we said at the beginning, there, there are so many branches that are available all around the world, uh, but if, if, you're, if you're not a member or if you don't have one nearby, how does someone approach this, this functional aging um, you know, without those, those resources that are just directly available that way. 
Uh, keep it simple. <laughs> I think sometimes anyone, no matter who they are, they're like, okay, I want to do this thing. And they go all in and they go crazy and um, they get hurt or tired or burnt out or just they're on and off, on and off. And it can be, it can start with just move. Um, a daily walk, a daily meditation. It's about creating um the, the habits and the behavior changes around um, what it means to be healthy and having the mindset going into it that um, it isn't a race, it isn't a sprint, um, it, it takes a while uh, and it's a lifelong, and it never stops. Yeah. Which is <laughs> the key, right? It's that consistency that we talked yes. about, right? Yeah, it yeah. never stops. It's, a, it's absolutely a journey um, that you can start working on your foundation by just consistent movement and then um, go from there. I love that. And I especially love the never stops. We, we had a, a yoga specialist on the show once, and she talked about her entry to yoga and how it was not easy for her. You know, she didn't feel flexible and she went to a few classes and she felt intimidated and frustrated. And, uh, you know, she approached her, her coach or her teacher and said, I don't know if this is working for me. I'm, I'm super inflexible. It's not working for me. And the coach said something along the lines of, well, you've got years to figure this out, right? Like, like it's going to take a while, but are you, are you going to stop being active? Are you going to stop wanting to be flexible? And, and the answer to that is no. We always want to be active. We always want to be flexible. We always want to be healthy, whatever that is. So I, I appreciate that concept of it never stops. Mm -hmm. um, I want to shift gears slightly just because this, this really intrigues me. You're a pain-free performance specialist. I mean, that sounds beautiful, right? I think, I think we all <laughs> want to be pain-free, right? Absolutely. So how, how do you approach that? What's different about that? So this is actually a, a, an amazing program um, by Dr. John Russin, uh, who's also a physical therapist. And uh, we're, they're partnered with Anytime, too. Actually, they're even partnered internationally. Um, and they have this incredible program that they put trainers and coaches through to help people to assess where they're at. Um, so doing a movement screen and um, seeing how people move. And then a lot of their philosophies revolve around not like, how can we get you to squat perfectly, but how do you squat best? Like, let's see where you're at. What do we got to work with? We can work with it no matter what it is. Um, so it's this really beautiful way um, to help trainers help people move um, without pain or minimal pain or identify the right thing causing the pain, which is really tricky for trainers, actually for anyone, because a lot of it is my knee hurts, but that's more than often that's not the, the source of the problem. And so it's being able to use our eyes and dig into conversations around um, you know the history behind it and um, seeing how we can find the the right movement for that person in order to to keep going and get through their not just life but just through their day yeah <laughs> so one one of the obvious reasons why we have the pain um, is injuries you know that's that's what leads to it whether whether it's an old one or a new one um, what advice do you have for people about just how to avoid injuries in the first place? 
So injuries are so tricky because the the kind of symptoms or the things they'll they'll keep if you don't address them they're like they'll probably keep sneaking up on you. I always think um uh, ankle sprains, right? Like I can spot anyone who's ever sprained an ankle because some a lot of times their squat always looks a little wonky. Like it's just never quite right, right? So when it comes to um to injury um prevention is really important. So doing the work on um working on building a really good foundation, both uh, stability and mobility. So um, things like uh, balance work, um, uh, agility, uh, even your gait when you're walking can be improved on. Um, But as far as working around or through injuries, it's absolutely possible. I would always recommend partnering though with a coach or a trainer because they're going to see things that you might not even pick up on. You might have an odd gait from something that happened to you when you were six and you don't even know because your body will always try to adjust and help you just keep going. And so they can really look and assess and help you um, move really efficiently and really well. I appreciate that. And it sounds like throughout our, our entire conversation, one of the messages that I'm hearing from you is that it's worth it to get professional help. You know, if you, if you don't know how to fix your car, you don't just open up the hood and start pulling on cables and and things like that. You take it to a mechanic, you get professional help. Same thing. You know, if you're sick, you go to the doctor and it feels like if you're, if you're interested in a lifelong journey, uh, getting the professional help is, uh, is important. And, And like you said, sometimes these issues that we're dealing with come from something we don't even remember or know about, or maybe we do know about, but we think that we've gotten past it and we haven't. You know, you talk about the gate. I, I must have a weird gate that I'm unaware of because <laughs> I am often asked if I'm limping. I'm often asked that more, more than you would think. Oh, and interesting. I, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I have the regular aches and pains that, that someone my age would have, but I don't feel like I'm injured, but I regularly am asked, Oh, did you hurt yourself? You look like you're limping. So, uh, but I've never, you know, gone to a professional and said, hey, help me out because this seems to be an issue and I maybe I need to do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and really a good trainer or coach, they're they're partnered with you. We at Anytime Fitness, like we are very adamant that you are in the driver's seat and your your coach is just helping you navigate and listening and having empathy and and just a sounding board and being a support system. Um in a really unique way. It's such a, it's such a service industry that I think people, I don't know if people think of it that way, but really that's, that's what we're trying to do is serve our members and clients to help them um, have happy long lives. I love that. And, you know, obviously like this minute is such a weird time. Like, you know, we're having this great show and people are going to be motivated to go out and find themselves a personal trainer. Um, you know, social distancing is not going to allow that. But, but that concept, that idea of, of having a partner, a professional who is trained and knows what's going on, I think really rings true. And I hope that that resonates and uh, people hold on to that. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I've personally yes. learned a lot. I think you shared a lot of great information. Uh, we'd maybe like to have you back sometime. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, we'll look forward to that. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Lil. Yes. 
Registration is open for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Yes, it is. If you are 50 years of age or older, you qualify to compete in the event. And, well, I mean, let's be honest. We're, as we've been talking about, we're right here in the middle of this global pandemic. There's so many weird things going on that are out of the ordinary for us. A lot yep. of people are wondering, are you even going to have the games? And our answer right now is yes. Yes. We're <laughs> planning on having the games. We're moving forward just like it's going to happen. The dates of the games are October 5th through the 17th, and we mm -hmm. hope by then we've got this thing kind of figured out. So, yes, we're planning on having the games. Um, we also do have a policy in place that if the games do not happen for some reason uh, because of the COVID-19, your registration fees will be either refunded or you can choose to apply them to the 2021 games. So if you've been holding back on registration because you're wondering about your registration fees, don't worry about that. We'll take care of you. Hit up SeniorGames.net today and go ahead and get registered. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to that podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Don't forget that you can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website. Once again, that is SeniorGames.net, so check that out. Lil, our inspirational thought for the day. You ready? I'm ready. This comes from the great basketball coach, John Wooden, and he says, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. <laughs> Until True. next Thursday, stay active. <laughs>